Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here today with three other Infinity Bros of our six Infinity Bro rotating group. First, it's Infinity Bro Isaac. Isaac, how you doing? I'm doing great now that I'm hanging out with you guys. Uh, it's been a long couple weeks, but I'm fresh off of a watch of Chippendale, which we're going to talk about in a bit, and... I'm like feeling really, really good right now. So yeah, I'm excited to be with you with you guys. I bet you are. I bet you are. So so excited. Yeah, so, especially Zane. Yeah. Especially Zane. Oh, okay, we're just gonna introduce people for me. So <laughs> it's Infinity Bro Zane. Zane, how you doing? I'm doing great, and I love that Isaac segued me into there. So I'm not. I did that on purpose. Last. Exactly, I did that on purpose. So you weren't going to get introduced <laughs> last. <laughs> Suck it, Robbie. <laughs> And then last and least, Robbie. <laughs> oh, that's how it's going to be. I'm just happy I have the third most amount of facial hair in this uh, chat. Oh, good point. Good point. Oh, man. I am, I'm green with jealous rage right now, Ron. <laughs> uh, Zane, love. We were talking about this pre-show, and I just hit record because I had to say it on the show. You have your name written above your closet can you give some insight into why you have that because i want anyone that walks into my room to know that that is my closet how many katanas do you have over under three and a half come over and look how many females are walking into your room <laughs> that is classified information <laughs> over under three and a half smashing <laughs> do you up. do you have a separate closet for your fedoras <laughs> i don't own a single fedora milady. I hate all of you. <laughs> I doubt it. You have a you have a different room for your fedoras, don't you? You have a fedora room. That's not even close to true. I bet he has a loft, true. Isaac. It's a loft. It's really Everything cool. is it's just it's just one whole room, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can see Zane's closet and his beautiful name yeah. z-a-y-n-e that's the correct way to spell it at least that's what my but what you guys is. can't see is that those the letters it's actually made out of comic book characters so oh that's yeah. darling it was a it was a christmas present and that's so a hobby lobby pickup that's, for that's, sure that's why it's displayed wait you wanted a different universe and you made your name out of their dead bodies wow robbie robbie do not quit your day job for that comedy. Let me tell you that. He right said now. they were made out of superheroes, and I was like, "Oh, maybe yeah, this will I work." Just, I, would, I, would I tried to land to the plane. I didn't land at. the plane. Stay where you're at. You're doing. Fine. I was telling better jokes before we got on here. <laughs> you were. You burned all the good ones. <laughs> you burned all the good ones. Anyway, let's go back to the transition. You can see Zane's closet on our TikTok page. Isaac's been very graciously posting key clips from each episode uh, that you listen to on our TikTok page. You can follow us on there, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as Twitch. Rob, you want to give you a special shout out. Some of us, I'm looking at myself and Isaac, have been struggling with Twitch this week, and you've been carrying the load. We appreciate your work on that. You're welcome. It's and I'm sorry for introducing you last. I should have introduced Isaac last because you've been doing a great job on Twitch. It's fine. My back hurts, um, mostly because my, my chair is getting uncomfy. Um, but, you know, we're, we're making it through. We're making it through. Yeah, I I don't think you're going to get slapped for that joke. But you know what? I'm just glad that you're here. Disney Plus is doing big things. Now, through the grapevine, I've heard, uh, and by I've heard, I mean, I've read on the internet, that Disney Plus is losing subscribers, but I cannot tell because they are announcing new projects. So we're going to talk about the new She-Hulk Attorney at Law trailer. We're going to talk about the news of the Daredevil Season 4 
happening, starring our favorite Charlie Cox. We'll also get into a little bit of uh, extra nerd news on the side of that. We're going to break down the season one finale of Halo. I know that it has been very divisive on this show, on where we stand on Halo. So where do Infinity Bro Robbie, Zane, and Isaac stand on it? Because I will never watch this show. It's not going to happen. So you're not going to hear my opinion. Uh, but for some of you, that's a good thing. You're like, oh, thank goodness. Um, and then finally, we, we this kind of got shoehorned in at the end. You're seeing it if you're reading, you know, the show notes, but we're going to talk about Chippendale Rescue Rangers, maybe one of the most underrated movies of the year, sneaking into our review uh, so good that we had to talk about it. A little bit of a pre-spoiler of our discussion, uh, but that's about it. Uh, and also, we want to make sure we take a moment, Isaac, to promote coffee. Isaac, will you tell our friends at home what your favorite cup of coffee is? Well, I can tell you what one of them is. It is the Many World Taverns, great old one. Many World Taverns is an awesome coffee establishment that you can use code the Infinity Bros and get some uh, fun different types of coffee. And I will tell you, I ordered some great old one, which is their dark roast. Stuff is delicious. I love any dark roast, but this dark roast especially is incredible and they come with some amazing little trinkets and stuff like i was just expecting coffee when i ordered it but i got a gaming card that described the coffee that i bought um that actually um they're just now announced that you can use these as uh, magic tokens which i don't know much about but robbie probably does yeah so you can use those tokens as like little one one creatures they're gonna put like one one on the back so you can use them as like when you summon a, a creature and there's a little guy on the side. There's so now you can use them for that. Yeah. Jared has been using them. Yeah. Without that so far. It's incredible. So now they're like officially going to be like incorporating that into it. And then they also come with a little cat sticker, which I know Max probably appreciates. So all in incredible coffee. Make sure you guys check out many world taverns and use the infinity code, the infinity bros to order your coffee. And as a new bit in segment, every time we mention these guys, I'm going to give a coffee joke. So, Zane. Oh, gosh. Who did Han Solo <laughs> owe coffee to? Java the Hutt. Very good, Zane. Very good. Very good, <laughs> good Zane. One. Very good. Hey, you know what? It's better comedy than Robbie. Am I right, guys? It's better comedy than Robbie. Better comedy than Robbie. Yeah, there we go. And that is how we lost 15 subscribers in one day to our podcast. Oh, we right. would have to have 15 subscribers. We have 15, 15 subscribers? That's amazing. <laughs> hey, you know what? I heard through the grapevine on our Discord channel that we have a listener out in the UK. So I want to give a shout out to, I believe it's Daisy. Am I correct on this, Isaac? Yeah, you got sounds, it. Sounds Lord knows Zane isn't looking, so I got to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to you, Daisy. Thanks for listening. We hope you're doing well. Hey, let's head over to She-Hulk. Let's talk about She-Hulk turning at law. We're going to talk about the trailer. So if you're somebody that doesn't want to be spoiled about this trailer, take a look at the show notes in our timeline and skip ahead to some other stuff. But before we get into the trailer, I want to make sure that you're familiar with our rating system and how we rate things here on this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and put that rating bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Snap. To be completely honest, I totally thought when you said, Isaac, before that you were going to call me out uh, for not um, giving the rating bumper 
on half of our episodes instead of, you know, introducing the coffee segment. So, well, I got to tell you, Isaac, it's it's not that I'm mad. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, fair. at some point you're going to have to step up and, and intro it. I mean, I usually do. It's just about halfway through the episode when I realize that I've forgotten to do it. Right. So, yeah. Good times. Thank you. We're going to spoil Chippendale down the line as well. So, Isaac, this is the other bumper we do. I know you forget one, but we actually have two. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to make sure you know about this. We're going to spoil Chippendale and the season one Halo um, show. And I think we're going to talk about maybe some little bits, too, of some things that we might know about uh, coming up with She-Hulk, certain characters hopping in. So we're just going to go ahead and give you a, for the whole episode, spoiler warning, we're going to put that right here. This is... Prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. Do I keep that little that little bits like during? <laughs> Please. She Hulk attorney at law, Jennifer Walters, navigates the complicated life of a single 30-something attorney who also happens to be a six foot seven super hulked hero. I said that backwards, superhero Hulk. But that's seven point. Tantiana Mislani stars as Jennifer Walters. Mark Ruffalo is back. He's credited on IMDB for nine episodes. So I'm going to be interested to see if that is reality or not. Uh, Jamila Jamil uh, is playing t- uh, Titania, excuse me. She is from The Good Place. Fantastic actress. I'm really pumped about her. Tim Roth is returning as Abomination. Ginger Gonzaga is in it as well as Josh Segura. They are not credited for actors yet. Uh, and this is part of the spoiler warning we wanted to give on the front end. Benedict Wong is confirmed to come back as Wong for at least one episode. And we got a appearance by Zine's favorite Frogman in the trailer. Love, Zine. Love some Frogman. Like Jarrett's, Jarrett was waiting Moon Knight for his whole life. <laughs> this is Zane's time. Zane's been waiting for Frogman his entire life. If any of the Infinity Bros were to own a Frogman shirt, Zane Ellis is the guy to own a Frogman that shirt. That is actually for true. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. Sure. That tracks. I don't know a Frogman shirt. I just want to throw that out there. Not yet. Not yet. Now, Not months yet. ago, we talked about when Kevin Feige, I guess this is actually a year ago, right? Like a year ago, this was all talked about that these shows are coming out. She Hulk was on the docket for coming out as one of the Disney Plus shows that Marvel is going to be showcasing. Took a while to kind of talk about Walters taking the role. But at the time of announcement, Infinity Bro Robbie had, if you're familiar with the history of our show, one of the most maybe premature takes I've ever heard. Um, Zane's holding up an L right now. If you're a comic book fan, maybe Robbie lost his comic book fan card. I don't know. But Robbie, you were on the record of saying that She-Hulk was not going to be anything and that you were just disinterested completely about this subject. Can you update our audience or fill in our audience as to where you stand today? Just on hype, not, not, not anything with the trailer, just like going into the show. Where are you sitting right now with it? Uh, I didn't say she wouldn't be anything to the Marvel universe. I just said, I personally am not interested. I think we, we could run the clip back. Um, we have the a joke sheet. was we can go that look. I we can go look at, we have a sheet. 
Yeah, the joke says the joke is that I said I hate her. No, I just don't get it as a character, and I'm just not interested. Um, uh, going into this, like we knew that we were getting She-Hulk because they had already talked about it. Um, and 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 I just, I guess we're not talking about the trailer yet. I still just don't. I don't care. I don't care. I don't get it. I don't care. I don't understand it. I'm open to understanding it. I'm more open. I'm o- I'm more open now than I was. Sure. I'm sure you are after it. watching this. I'm sure you're very much more open after watching this trailer. Yeah. You and a lot of other men are much more open to watching I'm, this I'm trailer. actually like, <laughs> the, this trailer didn't do a lot. Like, uh, are we did getting a lot into for the some trailer people. or are we not getting into the trailer? Are we get, are, we're going to get into are, the trailer. So I would love um, to get into the trailer. Let's get into the trailer. Uh, Zane, we're going to start. With you, uh, please give us your rating, and in particular, please give us the rating of the final exit clip of <laughs> of She Hulk carrying a man to bed. Zane actually <laughs> photoshopped. Please his give us ratings on both that of these, clip. Both these so give us your trailer rating, and then I want a rating of the final scene for you. Goodness gracious! I feel attacked right now. No, it, um, like a lot of the complaints, obviously, were with a lot of the CGI stuff. Um, so I think for me, the trailer, because of that, I'm going to put the trailer at like a four. Uh, it was kind of tough to watch. It just, But with that said, they have a lot of time before it comes out to touch stuff up. So like I'm not saying that that's going to be the final thing. But like I was excited for this character anyways, excited for this show, regardless of what the trailer was going to have. So like I wasn't basing too much on the trailer anyways. And I, I mean, for the bit, that 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 last cutscene of the trailer, that I mean, that's a six out of six for the bit. It's hilarious. Isaac, what is your rating of the She-Hulk trailer? I I'm on the same page as Zane. Maybe not in that very last scene uh, per se, but I think it's about a four out of six. The CG. <clears throat> I think I'll say this. I think there is a little bit of like an uncanny valley effect to this because she is a green lady and we like we haven't really seen that before a realistic green person necessarily. I mean, sure, if you want to talk about other animated things, there's been obviously Shrek and other things like that. But like this is supposed to be a realistic version of a green person. So I think there's just a little bit of uncanny valley Um, effect on that where it just looks odd so but the cg does look a little sketchy in that trailer but again they've got a couple months to work on that and you know it it is just a trailer too and a lot of these trailers are kind of just like spliced together um quick to get some social media reactions and stuff like that so i'll give the trailer a four out of six i'm super excited for the show um i think it's gonna be awesome so that's uh, that's my two cents on it, man. It's shocking to me. I'll go next because Robbie, we want to save yours for the last, obviously for the bit. I'm shocked at like how low people are rating this trailer just off the CGI. And I guess that's kind of my question is, is if this CGI is the same when the show comes out, does that make the show bad? I, I certainly don't make I don't think it makes the show perfect, but I don't think it necessarily makes the show awful. And. And I realized also saying I just really dog Doctor Strange for the same thing. The difference is in this show, I don't know how you can make this character not be CGI. I just don't think that's a realistic expectation 
unless you plan on pulling a steroided woman, American gladiator woman in painter green. Like, I just don't know how that's a realistic possibility. So for me, I'm going to give this a 5.5 out of six. I think it's a great trailer. And I think the only thing that is holding it back is the CGI. I'm really pumped for this show. I think this show checks all the boxes for me. And we've talked, you talked, I think a couple episodes ago, Robbie on one sixteen. Now it's like Ally McBeal. And I, I've subscribed to that for a couple episodes and I like the direction of where it's going. But the other thing I really like and, and my major criticism of phase four so far is it appears to be connecting very well to other things. So you see the Wong transition in Shang-Chi where he's taking abomination back. We see that cell here. It's little things like that that make me appreciate these more. And I'm excited to see Hulk pass off the the gauntlet, so to speak, to She-Hulk. And I'm excited to see Jennifer Walters step into this world because to me, this this introduces naturally Daredevil and other of our lower, lower level heroes like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. And obviously in the comics, Jessica Jones is really tight with Jennifer Walters. But there's other stuff I'd say. We don't want to talk too much because we've got other stuff to talk about. But 5.5 out of 6, I, I push back on the CGI feedback in the sense of like, I don't know what people's expectation was. Um, I agree it needs to be cleaned up. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that part. I'm saying to majority audiences, I'm like, what was your expectation of her to just transform into a six foot seven hulked out woman? That that's, I just don't think that's realistic. I do think they could have made her more jacked and I hope maybe they make that shift. So especially if they're doing like full CGI, which they are obviously like, why not make, make her more jacked? I mean, why not? I think it's a, it's a kind of a, conversation on what an expectation of our society is of a woman maybe is what i'm trying to get at and i don't and i would think that conversation is going to take place more when we talk about the show so i don't think we need to have that conversation today but i that that to me isaac is because i know there's rumors that marvel said she has to look a certain physique i don't know what that means down the line part of me thinks this show is going to explore that conversation but I don't I don't know. I think that's that's we got with it's, these other shows. It's definitely going to do some of that just because even some of the storylines and arcs in some of her comics kind of dealt with that. But you've seen that even from her creation, like there's been a bunch of different iterations of her from more of the like the slender physique to the actual like hulked out. And it's just like you, you've gotten all kinds of different variety in there. And I'm guessing that's going to be a part of a focal point of, of the show. And it, it wouldn't even surprise me even if we did get more of a moment of you could have more of a transformation like you know have her go on you know a rage so she actually gets more of a hulked out form like you can still change that since her whole character cgi sure let's get to robbie real quick and then we can talk about some things we liked about the trailer robbie what's your rating of this trailer um i just wanted to touch real quick on what you guys were just talking about because like that's the one thing i don't have any problem with if like she's just sleek and like just so strong like i'm totally fine with it because like the same arguments were brought up when Gal Gadot was cast as Wonder Woman. And sure. everyone's like, she's yeah, not fair. strong looking like who for sure. Freaking yeah. superheroes. Um, the only other pushback I would like talk about with Marvel is that like Natalie Portman is jacked. True. Like, yeah. and she's playing, you know, her character as, as Thor or whatever. Um, so like they obviously are okay going that route. Um, but yeah, I, I have zero issue with if she's going to have a sleek body, if she has a strong body, if like, Zane says she hulks out and gets big for some scenes. Like, 
They can do whatever they want. There's, she's CGI. They can I just it think work. it's a silly argument to not yeah. like the show. I think yeah. that to me, that is a that is silly, a, yeah, that's a, that that's is a, a bad silly yeah. piece of feedback. I agree. I agree. And that is you <clears throat> articulating your expectation of what a attractive or exactly. yeah. bulky woman should look like. And whatever I would assume Maslani had feedback on this subject as well. You don't bring an actress in and don't ask her feedback on that. I think it's fine, but it's a huge focal point of this show. Robbie, go ahead and give us your rating. All that being said, I gave this a two out of six. (gasps) I don't. Yes. I I, I know. Shocking. Shocking. Um, The CGI is really bad. We already we already kind of exhausted that like that. It has to get cleaned up, I think, uh, because like I, that was a great point. The uncanny valley that 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 it brings up is there because it legit just looks like they like copy like like they like, cut her face off and put it on like a Gumby body. Like it just didn't it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And there's sometimes where it distorts oddly already in the trailer. Um, so that needs to be worked on. The rest of it might just be my ignorance on the character, and I just don't know. But, like, the Ally McBeal thing that I've been referencing, and, and if you want to hear my full rant and, and my my reaction to watching this, go to our Twitch channel. I think we we cut it up and put it on there. I watched and this. And YouTube. It's on YouTube. And well. YouTube. And I, I ranted about I will put a link this. in the show notes for you, Robbie. I already ranted about this in an excessive amount. Um, <laughs> but, like, this is Ally McBeal meets superheroes meets, like, CW in my opinion like it's like I'm just a single 30 year or something year old lawyer and I just want to be normal but I have this cousin who happens to be the Hulk and now I'm the Hulk and it's I, I just I think it's silly like I don't know like I understand like I am open to learning more and and the way I'm I'm hoping that this goes is that l- this entire episode was basically or this entire trailer was basically episode one, because if this is part of many episodes, then I, f- I think it's going to be just uneventful and, and boring, in my opinion. But if this is just episode one and we're just getting an introduction, then yeah, it could be good. Like there's there's more to it. Like she gets nine episodes for some yeah, she's, reason. She's getting more than Moon Knight. She's getting she's getting more than Loki. She's getting a significant amount of episodes. So so this is kind of my pushback to that then, Robbie. Are you, are you good on your points before we kind of dive into that subject? Yeah, Anything if you want to hear more of my my outline. That's true. You do have a rant. I forgot. I forgot. I have plenty of rants. Also, I if you want to check out his original rant, I went back and, and found it in the group chat. It is on episode 16 of the Infinity Bros podcast. Well, Scott is, went back and found this it. This is, yeah, Scott Kiga, our, our good friend, went back and found it. This is... This is in 2019. This is way before She-Hulk was announced. Like somebody literally just like brought up She-Hulk on the podcast at some point. Who knows about what? Go Definitely back and listen same. to episode Definitely 16. Probably. If anything, you can say I'm consistent. And you can so. you can listen to his original like, I, I don't understand She-Hulk. She's just a dumb character. I don't get it. Here's where I push back on all of this is I think the format will be a lawyer looking out for super powered individuals. So it really is going to be more of one of my favorite shows is Boston legal. Um, and I think how James Spader is just an eclectic, goofy lawyer solving cases with background story stuff happening. That to me is kind of what I'm anticipating. This is going to be outside of obviously we've used the Ally McBeal analogy 
And then we'll get some kind of finding outs of what Hulk has been up to behind the scenes. We'll connect with Abomination. I'm sure there will be a bigger story arc. And then I just, Zane, correct me if I'm wrong, but I love, I think her being a lawyer is way bigger of a deal than her being a Hulk. Don't you? 100% because like that's so much more of what makes this character interesting and it's less because of the She-Hulk aspect. Like, like for example, like so much of it, like what really drew me to the character in a lot of the comics is how it handles the, the courtroom drama of superhero stuff. So like you got someone coming in, you know, the Avengers saved the city, but now you have these people that are suing this person because their car got destroyed or different things like this. Granted, that's kind of just like a comedic example, but like um, I remember uh, one, there's this one huge case she gets in. I don't remember what comic run it was, but it was a, uh, Eros is yeah Eros uh, Thanos's brother and his ability how he can uh, like control people's emotions and make them like him well he got sued because they were saying that he was using his powers and that in essence people weren't able to consent if they wanted to be near him you know it, it became this whole thing of consent and so it became this huge court case because now you had to prove was he using his powers and was that taking people's consent away or was he actually just being an actual genuine person and that's why they wanted their friendship. Like it takes so much of this, the the law aspect of it and makes it really interesting. And it was cool too because with, I mean, She-Hulk was that first character that really like started breaking the fourth wall. Well, in uh, all these comics, Previous episodes or issues of comic books count as part of legal defense. So part of when you're presenting a case against a superhero or a supervillain, you can use previous issues of comic books. And so like that's something that they use in her. Like she has a team of people that will actually like scour through old comic books as like why that for their prosecution or defense of things that happen. It was super interesting of how they present like this kind of legal side of things. And so, yeah, obviously you got the She-Hulk aspect, you got all the, the superhero part, but what makes her character so interesting is being a lawyer in a world with superheroes. I think they have a really unique opportunity to explore side characters in a way that hasn't been done in the MCU. And I think they have a really unique opportunity to really get and dig deep into these story arcs like you're talking about with Eros Zane. I think that's a brilliant example. I think we're going to see Marvel do this. I think She-Hulk's going to be a long TV show for this, for for, for Disney+. Plus. I think we're going to see this be a three to five season show. I'd love like, that. This just awesome. really fits well in the context of a courtroom drama, Law & Order, Ally McBeal, Boston Legal, all this kind of stuff. You can break the fourth wall. You can work with that and you can just have your revolving, rotating cast and the CGI is going to be a lot. But I think you can really do a lot with these side characters in these movies and shows. And that's going to really bring hook people in. along the same lines, Max. I mean, you mentioned that we're going to get something new, like kind of this courtroom drama type um, series. The biggest complaint of people about the MCU right now is like the MCU formula. You know, like whatever, whatever people want to say that it's the super typical superhero movie. Like you, you know, you get your superhero, you fight the bad guy, you, you beat the bad guy and then Marvel kills the bad guy in the end. You know, like that's, that's like the typical superhero movie. Yeah, this is going to be a whole new, like fresh 
something new that we haven't seen before in superhero, you know, TV or movies. So I'm what if she kills Abomination the first season? I, that's you know, she's not killing Abomination because Abomination is using Shang Chi. So there's clearly a plan for him. Whether that's a he teams up with with Zemo or he he's, and also she's a lawyer. Mind. So if like she starts killing people, she's gonna have to deal with that in the courtroom. So that's not uh, gonna work out. <laughs> Marvel characters don't have to deal with anything when they kill people. Stop it. I also I will say too, like just even in the short trailer, Maslani appears to have the chops for this. Like it already appears she she looks the part well. I like her and Ruffalo's back and forth. I think there's some chemistry already, you can tell. And I think that's a big, huge, important piece of this because they're really going to have to sell us on Hulk giving her the powers. Like, that's kind of the friction, I feel, as as an audience member. They better coherently tell that story and bridge because the last time we saw Hulk, his arm was done because of what he did with the gauntlet. So... And now he is using both of his arms again. So my hope is as a viewer is that's explained coherently and that he is used in an effective matter, manner, excuse me. So that way he can be utilized down the stretch. I would really love to see World War Hulk, but that's getting into the weeds too. I think that's something hopefully they can set up. So here's the transition I want to ask you guys about. Obviously this week, Variety reports Daredevil is coming back for a fourth season Then four hours before we got on, Disney Plus announced that they are hosting an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. watch party from 6.30 Pacific time to 10.30 Pacific time. My question to you guys is, is this confirmation that we are going to see all these previous side characters in these TV shows or are they slowly going to trickle in? Like, do we think there's a chance Jessica Jones hops in? as well as Daredevil, or maybe Quake hops in, you know, Daisy Johnson. Do we think that's a possibility, or really is the best we can hope? Because with these Marvel shows, we get these big aspirations, and then it's really like these minimal outcomes, it feels like. Is it crazy at the bare minimum to say that Matt Murdock's going to show up? Robbie? No, it's not crazy at all. I I think... The interesting thing is, is how are they going to traverse this? Are they just going to pick and choose? Is it is it all or nothing? Or is it all in just Matt Murdock? Like, what are they what are they combining here and who who gets to join? Because if we have to have freaking the guy who plays Iron Fist. Oof, you know, like everyone else. Do you blame Finn Jones more than Netflix on that? I blame both of them because Finn Jones is not a good actor. Man, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Finn Jones is awful. I, I think they didn't, they didn't help him out. They didn't help. Certainly, him I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I sure. blame more Netflix, but I, I don't I'm not saying I need Finn Jones back. I'm just saying I for me, I looked at as Netflix just really gave him a awful. Like two seasons to work with. The only thing we need from that Iron Fist show in current MCU properties is calling wing that's it that's a good point good yeah, point that's all we need that's the reason i would say he is coming back robbie or i think he comes back for a minimal time he transfers the iron fist authority to calling wing they kill him <laughs> <laughs> you kill the batman he becomes a villain and they kill him and it's, oh it's, yeah yes, yes. he's <laughs> a scroll he's a scroll f- perfect he's a perfect. scroll. Boom, roasted problem yeah. solved this is perfect okay 
Isaac, are you expecting more than Matt Murdock or are you even saying Matt Murdock is far fetched to potentially show up in the show? I I don't think it's far fetched. I mean, we've been talking about this on our podcast for a long time. Like this is a perfect, perfect opportunity for Marvel to bring in Matt Murdock into a courtroom show like this is this is the perfect storm. And that would be like the, the best cameo that you could honestly because this show is obviously going to be focused on the courtroom which i think is going to be fantastic so i think that would be probably the best cameo you could get is you like she walks into the to the courtroom and who is she facing in a court case it's matt murdoch like that would be that would be intense see to me i would interject and and say and this question is directed to you zane is there a possibility we see Jessica Jones before Matt Murdock because of the relationship they have in the comics? Uh, I think yes, because of Jessica Jones and her whole private eye ability. Well, not ability, but because she's a private eye. And I think there's not only the friendship that they have, but then um, like that just seems more of a, hey, you got this really smart lawyer and hey, you also have this private eye friend. Like that's how you're going to get some of these scoops and try to figure some of these things out. Like I feel like we could probably get Jessica Jones a little more possibly established, but I I think we're going to get them both. I think we're going to get Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock just because they both fit very well in what this show can bring. I think this show is going to be the most cameo filled show. I hope so. And maybe that's like setting my expectations too high, but this show feels like the perfect opportunity that every episode it has a different person from a different movie or show. It just feels like a layup there to me. And and maybe they work on the overarching story and that's like a next season thing. I don't know. But or I mean you so you mentioned just not too long ago that this is a great way to explore these lesser known characters. I mean we saw the flash of the frog man. I mean I saw a TikTok that was like I mean, this could be like he is trying to be a vigilante, which in the comics, that's kind of how it goes. Like his dad was the original leapfrog. He was a villain, didn't last very long. He took up the com or the costume, tried to be a good guy, but he was a bad good guy. Could this specific case with Frogman be that he did something while trying to save somebody? They sue him for it. And Jennifer Walters has to be, you know, the person defending him in this case. Like you could explore so many little characters, not even cameos necessarily, but like smaller characters that haven't even been introduced into um, the MCU at this point. You could bring them in like that. And I think that would be a fantastic way to get to know some of these like smaller characters and just broaden the MCU like horizon yeah this show has the ability to really connect a ton of dots isaac yeah, this, this show is the is the connector for sure this is gonna be exciting so two out of six for robbie four out of six for zane and isaac and a 5.5 out of six rating of this trailer you can check that out on youtube right now let's transition over to halo season one is done with the creators of stephen kane kyle killen aliens threaten human existence in the epic 26th century showdown the tv show is based on the video game halo that apparently they didn't watch you don't watch a video game, you play it. No, thanks, Zane. Pablo Schreiber plays Master Chief. Shabana Azmi plays Admiral Margaret. How do I say her last name here? Got Perengoski. Is that how I'm saying that right? Yeah, Perengoski. Yeah. yeah, sure. Perengoski. Fantastic. Uh, Natasha Kolzak and Olive Gray are in it as well, as well as Bentley Kalu and Yuren Ha. Uh, gentlemen, go ahead and give us your rating and thoughts on the season one finale. Robbie, we're going to start with you. 
Oh, we're just doing the season one finale or all season? Just finale? Let's do both. Let's do your thoughts on the season one finale and the season as a whole. I give the season finale I actually didn't hate, surprisingly. Um, I gave it a 4.5 out of 6. I think I feel comfortable with that. A little, I couldn't give I thought about a five, but I was like, nah, no, no, no. Um, I would give this. Did the twist, did the twist work for you? Y- yes and no. Mostly yes. Um, that's kind of why I give it a 4.5 out of six, because I'm, I'm hopeful. I give the series so far as a whole a three, and I think I'm being gracious giving it a three. That's very I generous. Think, I think I'm giving it a three because the final episode kind of gave me a reason to actually come back um so i i have hopes that the next season will be better um and now that we also have a better understanding that this is not the halo that we know and love it's the halo they decided just to do for some stupid reason they've made some terrible terrible decisions they shouldn't make those decisions and they've messed up really really bad this is at best a three and it's only if they can fix it in the next season. If they, if they then go to the next season and just like turn everything that happened in the final episode around instantly. Yeah. I I'll be disinterested and I'll probably be done with it. We did give the spoiler rating on the front end. So we are going to spoil this episode. So this is Robbie was very cryptic. I think, thank you, Robbie, but just going to give you one more warning. We're going to spoil it before we head over to chip and Dale. So, uh, Isaac, go ahead. Did the twist work for you? What's your rating on the season and the season finale? The twist worked for me big time, actually. Like, I I was kind of on the opposite end of Robbie. So, Robbie, if you go back and listen to some of our episodes where we've reviewed Halo, Robbie basically hated this out of the gate. Right, Robbie? I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, episode uh, one... Not out of the gate. Episode started, one, I didn't mind. It started you on the wrong path because, I mean, Master Chief starts taking off his helmet the, early the helmet coming in the off series. That was kind of the... was fine. Like, it was that he just wouldn't put the freaking thing back on. <laughs> and then it was, right. like, boring as heck for three episodes, then a decent episode, then boring as heck for three more episodes... And then like the family was okay. So I was started off kind of on the opposite side. I, I, and I've mentioned this before. I'm not like a huge halo guy. I've played a few of the games, um, but right out of the gate, I thought this was a pretty decent series. I was having fun enjoying it. And man, I just felt like the dialogue just gets worse as the season goes on. It just, it gets real bad by the end of it. But the finale episode actually was pretty decent. So I'm going to give it a five out of six, the the finale. I absolutely love the twist that um, John dies and Cortana takes over his body. And this kind of starts to look like the Master Chief that we know from the games. Like when Cortana takes him over, she's not talking She's just like looking at and nodding at her teammates. This kind of looks like Master Chief. And that's the hope that you're kind of talking about for season two. Right. Um, I thought that was fantastic. Where I kind of went down on this episode was, I mean, the CGI is is hit and miss throughout this entire show. There's a lot of cosmetic (sighs) and like CGI things that threw me off this episode. Like There was some really bad spots where like they messed up like Halsey was like putting 
the artifact in the briefcase and like messed up like shutting the briefcase and like fumbled with it and they just left that in there and the whole the whole temple fight scene was just ah that one was probably it was still like decent action and what i think is tough is like they're trying to they're trying this in-between thing of like all right we want to make it as similar to the video games as possible, but we also want to make it kind of a realistic TV show feel. And it gets kind of muddled in the middle of that somewhere, and it kind of ends up flipping back and forth, and it just took me out of it, honestly, for almost that whole fight scene. Like, I think I, I liked this fight scene better than I liked the first one. I think the problem like that they have one? with it... Yeah. Really? Wow. I like how I, they I did this one better. I think what took what was hard to watch is they made it almost like a halo level. Right. And like, like so they, they, they got rid of everything around this sanctuary and it just made it feel very empty. And you could like tell this is like a small set that they're working with. Right. And you're like, let's make this feel like full. Like let's have like, it looked, it looked bad. Cause then they get, they get the wide panoramic shot of like seeing all of it. And you're like, this looks bad. You should. Right. It was kind of like almost here. like comparable to civil war. Um, Marvel where they kind of pan out on the airport and it's like you can't even really see anything's happening because all the heroes are so small and they're like fighting in the middle of the airport and it's like okay that's kind of a weird shot like don't know why we needed that but but anyways like yeah I don't know dude like they kept flipping back and forth between the the Spartans in their helmets and like back to you know kind of a first person person. yeah first person person, a third person and I don't know it just took me out of it for that fight scene but the action in general has not been bad throughout this whole show like there's been good action there has been pretty boring parts of the season um I want to I'm going to give this season a 3.5 out of 6 like it was it was good enough for me to keep watching but this is not a show that I will go back and watch ever again. Okay. And I actually was talking to a guy at work who is a Halo guy, and he was kind of asking me how the show has been because he hasn't watched it yet. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm going to just say it. Like, if you have access to Paramount Plus for free, I don't I don't think it would be bad to give it a shot. I think you might be able to appreciate it. Don't spend money on paramount plus to watch this show is basically what i told him i i don't think it's not worth your five dollars it's not worth paying money to see so if you have access to it for free give it a shot you might you might enjoy it a little bit but i dislike this show more and more as it went on because the dialogue is just it gets rough dude and i understand kind of what they're going for but Jarrett made this comparison that the dialogue seems like a CW show and it just it rang in my head throughout the season when it went on it's a good it's a good sci-fi yeah right exactly that's and that's the other thing I would say like if you're going into it not a Halo fan you might enjoy this more because like this is a as a sci-fi show this is probably like a four out of six like it's a decent sci-fi show as a Halo show this is probably a two out of six Halo show so it kind of just falls in the middle there somewhere. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, and I, this made the last episode made me actually kind of interested in watching season two. So Zane, we've been eagerly waiting your thoughts. What are your thoughts <laughs> on the season finale? Uh, yeah. Like I enjoyed it. Like, um, kind of just like what Isaac said there. Like I give it like a five out of a six, like 
there's decent action. There was still a lot of just some clunky. Yeah, like they tried too much of like, hey, we're going to make this like a video game. And like I can respect when you want to do that, make some of those callbacks. But it's just like it like you either got to kind of commit with making a video game route or you got to kind of commit with making a TV show. And they tried. Sorry, not to interject, but like that's exactly what I'm feeling is like they already decided earlier in the season we're not going the video game route. And then this episode, they're kind of like, oh, you know, let's. Let's do the video game thing for but they this did it fight. The first episode, so like I think that was. It, pretty, I don't know, dude. It, I was it, ready for the it. first one. The first one I I enjoyed, and this one just didn't seem quite as. But I'm just saying they never went stopped. away with it. Like they they just Zane, there was no action in the middle of the the series, so there's no Zane, reason to Zane, do finish it. Up, finish up your thoughts, Zane. Finish up your thoughts. Um, just, yeah, just finish on it. Like I liked it for what it was. Um, like it's the show as a whole. Like I want to put it as like a four, but I think I'm going to go three and a half. What, what Isaac said literally because Quan is the worst thing about this show. Oh, dude. Yeah, you didn't I didn't even like her, I dude. like so crazy. Like I, I think they're setting everything up with her story that the on Madrigal there, that her family's like the protector, whatever. I think, I care, I care well, I think the thing they that, don't even mention her in the finale. Like they're skip, just like, Screw I'm going to skip every part with her and just, well, well I think it. it's going to be a plot device. Cause I think what's on Madrigal is a teleporter to the halo. So, but that's beyond, like, I think that's a season Madrigal two thing. explodes. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. I hope a death but, star comes out and blows it up. <laughs> Halo just completely <laughs> destroys Magic Girl. It's but I, I took a lot of it. It's what like, it's meant to do. It's like a, it's like a what if story on Halo. Like it, it's not really. It's a decent for a sci-fi show. Misses a lot of beats with Halo, but when you come into it, like this is like a what if offshoot Halo story. Like it, it works. Like I, I, like I said earlier in like an earlier episode, they kind of set the parameters of what they're doing. And they're doing things differently, but at least they're explaining why they're doing it. And for me, I can make concessions on that because as long as you're trying to, you know, make that attempt and connect those dots, they might be different. But as long as it still works in the in the aspect of the show you're pro- providing, like okay, like I, I'm fine with that. And so, yeah, like I'm excited to see what season two can do. And the writing, yeah, it gets really crunchy in the dialogue. You're just like, oh my the goodness. acting gets bad. Like when. When what's her name ran into the room when the like the fake Halsey was dying and she was like, what's going on? What's going on? Like, it was so <laughs> bad. I was like, Is, are you acting right now? They kept this like they didn't. They weren't like, hey, maybe you should be a little more dramatic. She's dying. And they were just like, fine with this. Like, this is fine. Let's move on. Like, it, it's so bad in some spots that it's unforgivable. It is. It is that bad. And Quan kind of like just embraces the whole teenage angst that you would expect from a CW show as well. Like that, like she totally embraces the teenage angst role and it's like, okay, completely (laughs) unnecessary, completely unnecessary. All that said and considered with season two and kind of even what Robbie kind of hit on that too. Like there's a lot that they can, if they collectively look at everything that a lot of people said and whatnot for season one, they can definitely make the changes to make season two significantly better. Like, I don't think this is at a point that it's beyond saving. Like, if it's season two is what we already got in season one, I did like bleh. Like, I don't think there's no point. But if they are constructive about stuff, take what worked of season one, brought that season two and fix other stuff of that didn't work in season one and they improve it for season two. As long as it's better. Like, I think it, it definitely can 
grow higher and be better. Like it definitely has the framework there to be better than what we had in season one. I think it just all depends on, and I only gave it a three because I'm hopeful for this, that it depends on if Cortana is still in control and Master Chief is this, is, is he, if he's the actual demon that the Covenant fear because they kept calling him the demon and he just didn't do anything. So right. <laughs> like, like they had, they had a big, big guy that could take care of him. So like, why is he the demon? He, the guy took care of him twice. Like, so, but, but if Cortana's in control for most of it and like, we just hear that guy's voice and like, we barely see his face. Like I'm going to, I think season two could be really good. If they switch everything, like, I could see them doing this because they made some really dumb mistakes this first season. I could see them just being like flipping it back episode one of season two. And if they do that, I'm done. Like if they go back to him being completely in control and we're not, we're not going to get like do my job, master chief, then I'm going to be done with, I, I will legit just stop watching it. Like I, I I'm, I'm, I want the show to be, and I sound like such a fanboy, but I want the show to be what Master Chief is. And right now it's not like if you're going to spend all this money to finally give us a Halo show, like give me the character that I grew up loving, you know, like don't give me your made up BS because you decided not to like play the games, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm concerned, but I'm hopeful that they will follow suit with this last episode and that they'll take the criticism that they've gotten and work with it for the next season. You can check that out on Paramount Plus right now if you want. <laughs> don't spend money. I, if you have I don't, $5. I don't know if the reviews uh, well, are hey, saying we should watch it. You got the finale out. You could probably get like a, a week free trial, burn through it quick. Or, yeah. or if you have Game Pass, you get a 30 day free trial. You can. Just binge the whole thing and decide. I'm gonna stop everybody like right there. Paw Patrol's on there. Just go lock in there. You're good to go. But on the real, you should also check out the show Evil. Great show on there. Mike Coulter's on it. Love that. Zane, have you watched Evil yet? I've been watching Evil. Great show. Oh, good. Well, Great how far show. are you in? How far are you in right now? I'm still just in season one. Oh man. Good. 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 Great show. Season three trailer just came out, so it's good. Let's transition to the final topic that I don't think any of us thought coming into the morning that we we had had a plan two days ago as to what this episode was going to look like. And then this morning came out and I woke up and I was like, I'm going to watch Chippendale just for hot or snot, thinking I was the only one that was going to watch it. And uh, this bad boy was bananas. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get all the the imdb stuff out of the way so you can know what we're talking about 30 this is set 30 years after their popular television show ended the chipmunks chip and dale live very different lives when a cast member from the original series mysteriously disappears the pair must reunite to save their friend the director is akiva schaefer written by dan greger and doug mand it stars andy samberg john mulaney kiki lane Will Arnett, Eric Bana, Flula Borg, Dennis Haysbert, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Tress McNeil actually does come back. She reprises her role uh, as high-pitched Chip, and uh, Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons are in it as well. I'm not going to give away one of the cast members. Uh, This is your final spoiler warning. Here's something I'm going to say before we talk about this. If you haven't watched this, I strongly encourage you not to hear our review because – yeah. 
There are so many cameos in this one that if you can somehow dodge who is in this movie, the experience is just delightful. And that is what happened to me this morning. I had no clue who is in this and I was just blown away. Uh, So I'm just going to go right out the gate. Six out of six. This is one of the best movies I've seen this year. Right now, if we were doing the Stan Lee's right now, this is on my top five list um, for sure. I've really, really enjoyed this movie. It's a great palate cleanser after Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I really feel like Disney really can do more movies like this. This is kind of the movie. These are the movies I'm looking for. This, this is, is the what, real multiverse of madness this, right here. Well, no, 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 that, that's everything everywhere all at once. Don't say that. Oh, um, oh okay. this what is, is that movie about? I've never heard of shut up. Um, this. Well, I, you know what? Actually, on the show, I've only mentioned it once. So oh, that's a, uh, that's seven point in person. I've talked about it every day. This is what who framed Roger Rabbit was trying to be. This is what that movie was trying to be. Are you saying that's a bad movie? movie? No, I think the movie's fine. I think the movie's good. I'd give that like a four out of six. But this is like, this is exactly what that movie was trying to be. And this is how you write a tremendous kid movie while appealing to an entire audience across every generation. This is a this is an absolute gem. And Isaac, you were on the record, I believe, on a podcast of saying, mm-hmm. why do yeah. we need this movie? Exactly. I'm telling you what, after this one, these guys just buckle up. Look for these guys to be writing sci- science fiction and potentially Marvel movies down the line because of how they handle cameos in this one. Six out of six for me. We'll transition over to you, Zane. What do you think of Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Oh, this movie – like, it was crazy because I didn't know I needed this movie. I was like, why are they making this movie? Had no expectations. Like, okay, it's Chip and Dale. Cool. Then you watch this movie and you were just like, I had no expectations and was completely blown away by, yeah, the, not only just the story, but even just the amount of cameos and how they handle everything. Like, this movie's, yeah, easy, six out of six. Like, you're just sitting there because you, like, as another person pops up or another you know, variation of a character. Like you're just sitting there smiling and laughing the entire time as you're making like callbacks or references. And it's just ev- to everything, to everything. everything. They, 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 the IP was off the chart. And I really appreciate too, Zane, forgive me for inter- interjecting. I love how it did not sacrifice the story, which is a metaphor for sex trafficking. <laughs> Yeah, like that. Mark texted that to me today. Yeah. I was like, "You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Think I mean, about it. You're not wrong." Yeah, Robbie's literally. face is like, "Think about that." Have you seen goodness. the movie, Robbie? Have you watched this yet? Yes, I watched the movie. My goodness, good. just making sure. But you, I was like, you, the look of your face said, "I have not seen the movie." Uh, Zane, go ahead and finish. Sorry. Oh, I just yeah. knew we were gonna make connect those dots here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's, it's after dark. You wanted to record after ten o'clock. Great point. After ten o'clock. Christmas. Yeah, no, it's just very enjoyable, very fun. Yeah, it doesn't sacrifice for the story. And even just the fact that, like, I was chuckling to myself early in the episode how we're talking about everything with the CGI for She-Hulk and the whole, the uncanny valley. And then the fact that the gang in this is literally the uncanny, the the valley gang. So incredible. And the whole section was uncanny, like, just brilliantly. The whole neighborhood. There's a neighborhood that was uncanny valley. Just incredible. Incredible. That was incredible. That was incredible. Isaac, what's your rating of this? 
episode 95 we're talking about disney plus day they came out last year this is last fall like november and they were like we're gonna do a live action chippendale that's literally how they described it live action chippendale rescue rangers and i was like this is the dumbest thing ever i don't need a live action chippendale rescue rangers what i had in my mind when they said that was Alvin and the Chipmunks, like a live action movie that has like two CGI chipmunks. That's like exactly what I had in my head. The second the trailer and the poster came out, I was like, oh, that's this is not that. Okay, so I already had turned to I was excited for this movie when the trailer came out. This movie blew me away. Six out of six. Again, with Max, this is probably one of the best movies of the year. It's probably going to be on my list um, once the Stan Lees come around for 2022. But, man, the incredible amount of references they have to any type of cartoon character, whether it be from TV shows, movies, like video games, just wow. They they and we mentioned this like in in our chat in preparation here, they had to have a, a team just collecting references that they could insert into and getting, this movie. Well, and getting permission. Oh, to, yeah, exactly. Like, like licenses. Because they got they got DC to be like, yeah, that's fine. Incredible. Like, you know? and, and this is like something that, okay, we've seen this in video games recently with Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. Like, was, yeah, this is a Fortnite movie. This is, this, well, they're acquiring licenses from every company ever to get these these skins and stuff out this is the movie version of that where i don't know how disney did it honestly because in the past movie wise especially uh disney and so many other studios are very very sticky about this they do not like when other people reference like their properties in their movie so it is honestly very very impressive that disney was able to acquire all of the licenses to to reference all this stuff because this is not this is not just a Disney movie, guys. Like there's so so many references to other car- cartoon characters throughout film, TV, video game history. We're going to talk about a couple of those here in a moment. Let's let's hear Robbie's rating of this movie. You guys are making me feel like such a downer right now, and I'm not giving it a bad review. I'm giving it a five point five. Okay, okay, that's okay. Fine. That's, That's um, I thought you were gonna come out here like a three or a four. No, what? and I'm only I'm only giving it a five point five because I watch this with my kids, and there's just some things that they did that I was like I I really didn't want my kid watching that like there's. Like where they're at the parties and they all have drinks and everything like that's that's confusing and then at the end the 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 Gumby looking guy the the police chief. Um, his fight, like that fight was like, it was hilarious <laughs> for me, but like the fight was like actually like kind of <laughs> dark and violent and, and it was like, I'm enjoying this, but I think my kid's getting freaked out. <laughs> I mean, there is a part where he literally puts a cage over head, his head and, and Mr. Fantastics just shreds his and head. And I'm watching this with my child. So like. <laughs> That's my only reason I give this a 5.5. Like, oh, I don't think you have, I would say, like, be cautious. Depending on what you let your kids watch, this might be a little out there. That that would be my only gripe. The, what I'll say in response to that, Robbie, is this, although it is a kid's movie, this movie was made 
yeah. for oh, millennials, yeah. for, yes. I mean, older Gen Zs, kind of that age range. This is what this movie is made for. No, this is made no, for I, us. I, for dude, us. I don't, I don't know, man. Here's the only reason I would, I'm going to say they touch every audience. Couple reasons. And, and really, it's two characters as to why I say they touch every audience. The fact that Ugly Sonic is in this movie oh my is in is like so, a so, crucial part, a crucial part a of the movie, quintessential piece like. of the plot. I don't know how they wrote that. I don't know what kind of night they had to as a writer's room. They paid out. Sony I don't know like, how many drinks they had to go. You know what? They Ugly paid Sonic Sony 100K and they were like, can we just have Ugly Sonic? And they're like, yeah. 100k you'll, you'll pay us for a ugly sonic game sure sure, sure. Here you go. that's literally what i i think disney probably did pay a lot of people a lot of money for this movie honestly because how else do you get how else do you get all these licenses as well but 10 years from now this is going to be the most bizarre part of this movie is the ugly sonic part because that's like a phenomenon that almost i mean it's 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 ingrained in us because we like literally were a part of it. Five years from now, people probably won't remember Ugly Sonic. And oh, they will. The they will. The they definitely will. The fact that they <laughs> focus on his teeth is just wow. When they did that with both Chip and Dale in different parts of the movie, my mind was blown. That was incredible. Dude, I told you, I texted our group today. I said, Isaac and Zane's minds are going to be blown because those are the two biggest Sonic movie fans I know. Wow. Are you two? Wow. I'm like these incredible. guys are going to go bananas for this cameo. Now, question for you guys. Was was this spoiled for you? Yes. Sonic Dang was. It. Yeah. Oh, Zane, I'm well, so and it sorry. Was I'm because so sorry, IGN freaking posted, we got a video game character, but their picture was freaking Ugly Sonic. So, like, it's completely right. You open up the Internet yeah. and it's there. I couldn't believe it. Here's the here's the other reason I think it reaches other generations. Randy Marsh from South Park is just is chilling. Yeah. yeah, in a towel. <laughs> Randy just Marsh is out. not only chilling. He is in a scene that is. I mean, just I. I. I, I'm so thankful for Mark and that he got to have that. Mo- I can just envision the giggle that Infinity Bro Mark had seen. And, uh, and Butthead is a senator. Butthead for president. Like, like the, the, the little minute references, like literally just panning across the screen, like doesn't even focus you on it. You can watch this movie and not watch the main characters and like have a good time. Just trying to pick out things happening in the background. Like there's a- Ash Ketchum is in the background at one point. Like it's like it's great. Yeah, this is a movie that we're going to have to rewatch two, three times to get all of the, you know, background. And you know that, that in like 10 years, the director is going to be like, there's still one cameo that no one's found or something like that. That's a very good. <laughs> I oh can't my wait gosh, for that. Robbie, you're so right. I, He's going to James Gunn. Yeah, it. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Peter Pan being the bad guy. Sweet Pete. Loved it. Zane, what'd you think of that? That was it's a fantastic way of doing it because yeah, the entire Peter Pan mythos is just the boy who didn't wouldn't grow up, and then now he grows up and he's just a sleazy <laughs> crime lord. Like, it's yeah. so oh, good. Great. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's so good. And the Coca Cola bear being one of his henchmen. Like, oh gosh, oh yeah. God. Oh my gosh. That scene yeah. where he Incredible. like saw Baloo and freaked out. I I thought was hilarious. I love that. <laughs> yes, it was so good. So, oh, funny. so funny. And then Tigra's in it. We get um. We got He Man. Uh, we get. He man, that was a great. We got the cameo. Batman stuff, and he's like, "Fine, 
<laughs> Batman versus E.T. Yeah, Batman versus uh, E.T. Make that a freaking Funko <laughs> Pop. Give me that Funko room. Pop. Oh my. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I think uh, for me, Ugly Sonic takes the cake. I, I cannot believe they Do you did think that. we get an Ugly Sonic movie? <laughs> From Disney, From maybe. Disney? <laughs> <laughs> or like an ugly, or like an ugly Sonic short, like a like a fifteen minute. Dude, short. I just again, a short. I can totally see a short, honestly. And I'm I'm not trying to make light of like uh, obviously, I'm not trying to make light of sex trafficking. But the fact that that was a quintessential piece of their plot blows my mind. That like, this is such a uniquely written show. These guys are definitely going to get picked up for some bigger property. I mean, they're in, already in the context of science fiction. Yeah, they're, they're, it's pretty, it's I don't know deal. what that property will be. I'm sure, I know Marvel's obviously the layup, but it could be Star Wars or something else because this was just so creative and out of the box using the toys that they have at their disposal. I I really tip my hat to these guys. I think they did a tremendous job. And I mean, obviously, you can't go wrong with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg in it either. I think really underrated bringing them in too. I think. That was like the pull and the draw when we first heard about this, Isaac. But I think they handled that well. And you talked about CGI, Isaac. If you're in the camp, so I, Robbie, I know you said this about She-Hulk. If you're in the camp that She-Hulk CGI can be better, you're absolutely right because you need to watch this because Dale looked great. He looked amazing. And, And the fact that we got a 2D animated character and a 3D animated character as the main the main protagonist in this in a, and they re, work in a together real and world look, setting they look good on screen like so you, the the animation in this live action movie is incredible like they did an, an amazing and that's why job. there's no excuse um, that that she hulk looks the way she does even if it's a trailer that's why i think it's an inexcusable that's fair i think that's a fair piece of feedback after watching this i this is gonna win best animation for an oscar i think just because of how much they had to do. They had so I mean, think of how many layers you have to put on for each shot. I mean, if, Depending if on we're hosting the Oscars, yes. But the Oscars is dumb and they probably won't consider this an animated movie. That's a good point. That's a very good point. They're gonna they're gonna consider this live action. Yeah, because the Oscars are Yeah, it said so. I mean it says in the article here with Hollywood Reporter. It's the only thing this action, movie was right? missing was Brendan Fraser. Hmm. I like how do how do you that would have been awesome that would have been a great so scene, you're, yeah. you're kind of making the Looney Tunes parallel here then Robbie do you think this movie's better than those than oh, those films? yeah oh yes yeah, I think yeah. so too I think so too I mean know. it's it's I mean like Space Jam is kind of hard because Space Jam is just so nostalgic oh this is better than Space Jam it's it's probably better than Space Jam but Space Jam is really nostalgic so it's hard to it's hard to fight nostalgia that's that's fair that's fair Anyone we're missing? Oh, Seth Rogen, too. Got oh, yeah, his credit. three oh, characters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's what I was just going to say, Robbie. The the part where he his the main kind of one of the main antagonists that he voices is laying on the ground yeah. and then three of his other animated characters <laughs> come and, and look over laugh. him. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Fantastic. Are you, it's, it's unbelievable that so they did great. that. Are you looking at us? Yeah, I'm looking at you. Wow, we can't tell because of your Polar Express eyes. I'm looking at you. <laughs> so I, I'm dead at that. Oh, what? Oh, so like, many. Like, that was the okay. meme before the Ugly Sonic. Like, that was the meme before that was the meme. The Okay, so... <clears throat> 
I I mentioned this like in our chat before when we're when we're discussing this movie. Holly and I, my wife and I, were busting a gut throughout this entire movie. And my kids and my kids like this movie too, but they're just sitting there quietly watching because obviously they don't understand ninety nine percent of the references in this movie. But it's still a fun kids movie because it's Chip and Dale and they're you know going on an adventure and all that stuff. But man, I, there's as an adult that lived through a ton of these you know cartoons that are referenced and shown in this movie, man. It was so much fun, like such a charming movie. It's it's exciting to see a movie that surprises you. And that's it's happened to me twice. It's happened to me twice this year. It's this and everything ever all at once. I know Robbie is getting tired of me saying that. Yeah. Well, and even before you mentioned that, Max, like I I didn't remember that this movie was supposed to be dropped. The game today. plan was like, that Max I was gonna it. watch it and come on here and review it. And now it's yeah, Max watched movie. it and mentioned it, and I was like, Oh, hey, we got some time, we should watch that tonight. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great job. Glad I did. Great job, Disney. This is like what the hope was for Disney Plus. I hope it keeps going too. So well, uh that we're wrapping up our show here. Uh Robbie, I'm sorry that She Hulk's being made. I'm I'm gr- I'm not grieving with you, but I'm sorry for you that you have to go through this. <laughs> this is gonna be a running joke for the next like as wait, when is She Hulk supposed to drop? June, is it June, right? I say no, I no, say I hate something and we we attack me for years. Isaac says Chippendale's pointless and he hates it and it's like totally fine because now he likes it. I'm not it. letting Isaac off the hook on oh. that either. Yeah, I'm not letting Isaac off the hook. August. But we're going to have Robbie on every single review episode <laughs> of She-Hulk. It's going to be great. Because Here's the thing. I would love for this show to turn me. I would love for it to. Because like... Turn you... T- turn you green? Turn me, yeah, turn me... Yeah, sure. And you what? I just, what do you want it to turn? I would love to enjoy the show. I, was, I, would, yeah. I would love to like this show. That's that's what I want. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not playing your. You're I'm so not playing the games. You, I'm not. I'm not playing your you, games right now. Here, here's. You want the show to pick you I think up we and need carry to, we, you and. <laughs> <laughs> No. Mommy. 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 Excuse me, mommy. Mommy. It's the best screen moment mommy? we've ever had on mommy? the Infinity yeah. Roast podcast. You want to split fries with me? Like that's Oh my god. Y'all gave this a, a good oh. review. That's what I don't get. It was. It was you good. I loved fries. it. I loved it. It was hilarious. Big Zane vibes. Well, Robbie, we're going to have you on all those She-Hulk episodes. That's going to be in August, right in the middle of football season. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I'll have plenty of time. You'll have plenty of time, and you won't be sunburned at all. Uh, Isaac, I'm sorry that Chippendale turned you on green. I don't know. Something. What? I am currently eating my words on this movie. Like, I am fully turned amazing movie i was a fool for saying all that back then well zane hey i'm thankful you were on this episode today i'm thankful we got to see the beautiful zane across your closet and i'm grateful that you won't be able to lose it you know yeah those words mean a lot to me thank you and uh hey <laughs> not as much as the word above your closet yeah, apparently. hey uh thank you uh infinity bros universe if you're still listening do us a favor Leave us a review on Podchaser or iTunes. Right now, Podchaser is doing a special where if you leave a review, you can get 25 cents towards a nonprofit to help uh, help feed people. We'd love to do that. But honestly, with iTunes, here's the deal. 
we'd love for you to rate us. We'd love to read your rating on the show. And we'd love to make you feel as special as you make us feel. So make sure you go do that right now. You can do that by uh, checking out any iTunes app today. As always, love you guys 3000. Talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. 